Welcome to season seven, episode one of the podcast. We have been away for a little while, but we are back and we are excited for a new season. So we're all back in Kenya. I know Andy got stuck in the UK for a bit. You even had the Covidius. country you're going to if you need the PCR because my my bro was out here and he got COVID so he couldn't fly back but he didn't they didn't need to get a PCR did they? No. no. The, the, the okay well, yeah. I'll try that because yeah it's good over the UK to scrap that because not even funny it was costing an extra like $200 what? on top of your flight money and that's like even petrol to drive to Nairobi to get that yeah I think I had about 14 sheets of paperwork last time for me and Kaya Symptoms? Are you no. Um, are you back to 100? Was, I did have for about a week after fatigue. There were flashes of fatigue. Like, and that's the biggest thing about COVID. Even when I had it, yeah. I was, it was a fatigue. Every so often, like, you just suddenly get away from tiredness. You're like, well, from that good. But afterwards, even when testing negative, I was still getting fatigue for at least another week. Yeah. You know, um, one weird thing happened. My taste buds on one day went a bit funny. I was drinking some um, Robinson's fruit juice, cordial stuff, um, summer fruits. It tastes like garlic. I'm like, why is this so cold? Like just one day, you know, it wasn't even one day, it was like half a day. I was like, why my taste buds all weird and messed up? Yeah. That's so bizarre how. I can't, I can't remember who was telling me, but yeah, sometimes that some people have that for ages where things taste like yeah. other things. I think I'd rather my taste went than things tasted yeah. like garlic or... Yeah, I lost my sense of smell just during having COVID and it was okay. To be fair, if you're going to lose a scent for a short period, smell's probably a better one to lose. And all your senses, I'd rather lose smell than... Yeah, even taste and definitely not the hearing and eyesight touch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it wasn't too bad. As I said, yeah, I know it affects people differently. So, but for me, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it's crazy. Can you imagine losing smell and taste. So anything you eat, even your favorite foods, now you're just 
it's just yeah. mental. It's not. <laughs> it's texture. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just your. It's for your own mental and not really enjoying think, it per se. I think the worst thing about it was isolation and being pretty much stuck in a room mm. all day, um, resulting in like you know body composition being rubbish by the because you know you literally are moving. Like you know, that was like almost like for so the isolation was seven days, but because I kept testing. Possibly, I stayed in for a little bit longer, so probably 10 days. So, you know, it was just, you know, it just felt a bit fat by the end of it. But it was right. Yeah, back to normal um, quickly after. Yeah. Gosh, well, now that you're back, did I see on your Instagram that you're, you're, are you cutting? I was going to have a mini quick tidy up before pushing again. You know, um, you know so I pushed up the weight over the Christmas period. Um, got to probably 210, 215 pounds. Didn't really weigh myself much, but uh, I was 208 pounds when I got back to Kenya, and I'd already had a week cutting then. So, um, so yeah, I'm gonna bring it down a bit more, and then yeah, push up again. Nice. Mm. Well, it must be nice to be back in your home gym. Well, it is actually. Um, funny, I went to a gym in Nairobi. Our meetings Thursday. I went to well, Afro Fit. Oh, yeah. Afro Life Fit. Is that new? Yeah. It's really nice to see like, the place really well made, you know, new equipment. It's just all a bit light for me. Like, as in, um, it's not plate loaded, so mm. everything inside selected. The outside stuff's this, uh, made for being outside. Oh, and I okay. maxed out on like, the leg press and, like, on my warm up. Are they so, oh, yeah. um, so it's not an old gym I would probably use a lot. It's nice. The training outside bit was really quite nice and fun. It was sunny and you know, but I was doing legs. I don't think I could do legs now again. Yeah. yeah it's got a cool do- uh, deadlift machine, you know, um, outside, but um, I maxed out as well doing RDLs. So, um, but it was good. But yeah, I kind of like being in the sw- swing of my home gym. That sounds intense, but push pull legs is nice. We've been yeah, doing yeah. full body, which is yes, it's, it's hard. It's brutal, but yeah, it's I struggle to recover from full body. Yeah, <laughs> are you recovery? Yeah. You know, because 
when you really push everything, you know, it takes a little bit longer for me to recover. Yeah, it's. I think with fortitude, though, you're not really doing everything. It's oh. more like there are days you pick between like a push pull movement, and then it's it's like a set or two. So. But it's still, it's very, it is everything. It's brutal, I mean, but if you're doing a lower loading, you're doing upper pump sets, and then the next day is. And upper loading. So, you know, if your pump, pump set in, is in your sh doing your shoulders or even your arms, it is, that yeah, yeah. does carry over to the next day. But, it's, yeah, mine's the next tier, which is even harder, because on muscle round days, you're, you're still doing... Oh, yeah, muscle round killers. Anyway. Well, I got so bored of them. I'm like, <laughs> six by four, six by four. So, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've finished with that now. So, I've... I'm keeping some some of his principles in there, but going back to upper lower, um, gonna do that. Yeah, as, as Scott said himself, and he's a big proponent of this, is making it a hybrid thing to work with. Yeah, you. exactly. He doesn't expect people like once you've done it for a bit, he doesn't expect people to share the key to fortune. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people forget Jordan Peter started fortune training. He merged DC and fortune together. Exactly. And yeah. You know, and I, I really like his style of training, JP's, because I mean it, it is pretty much fortitude, but not full body. Yeah. Um, and so I've gone back to that, do that for the next phase, and then I'm going to do the push pull legs. Um, but yeah, doing a lot of back focus, um, as I feel like yeah, my chest and shoulders are pretty good. So this is what thing is, women forget that. And, you know, you talk to women, potential clients, and they talk to me, they always, you know, they want to make their waist as well. And I say, well, actually, yeah, it's an illusion. If you make mm -hmm. your shoulders and back wider, mm -hmm. you make your waist smaller, and then, you know, as long as your legs are then bigger, you have an hourglass figure, then you don't have to change your waist shape. I mean, that's almost, you don't need a waist trainer. No, of course. You know, course. So I mean, yeah. you know people want that because they think it's going to make your waist smaller. Yeah, it may help you learn to control your waist. It won't make it smaller. They give you a bit of control, but um, but you're better off focusing on getting you some lap width. Exactly. So that's that's a big one for me because that really, I think it's like one body part that for me has, yeah, it's not that developed because before we got the cable machine, like it was so hard to train back. Um, yeah, you end up doing the same exercise as bubble yeah. single dumbbells. No, so uh, yeah, I'm excited to do that. Can you feel it already? Um, and yeah, I just find if you're doing like two upper body sessions a week, then it's easier to get in a bit more volume for the back rather than um, a push pull legs. So I'm just trying to maintain strength for for my push movements because I love like, it's my favorite part to train. I must say, is chest and shoulders. I love it I so think much. My back. And my fingers pumping, my back just blows now. Yeah. I need to get my chest bigger. I get, yeah, my shoulders are alright. I just probably can do with. You can never have shoulders that are too big. No. no. Arms, you know, my arms are rubbish, but that's you know, a bit genetic with my arms. So, but that's why I actually I'm trying to train a lot of six days a week sessions. Yeah. Even if it means I have to throw an extra D load week at some point, I will. Only because I want to keep that volume relatively high on everything. Um, I want, yeah, I want to do two sessions on push. I want to do two sessions on legs. Like I haven't trained legs from 
the end of November till the end of December, really. Mm. I don't mean because I had a bit of cartilage stuck in the joint. Oh, and I could get it out, so I could straighten my leg. Hobbling everywhere, literally. Uh, from about the 12th of November, when I was in, I was in Lagos. I can't remember. Mention your podcast. I woke yeah. up and couldn't straighten my leg. Yeah. Oh. So that's not actually during COVID. It went back to normal. Yeah. Brilliant. I was laying in bed one day and suddenly I could straighten my leg, which was nice. It was like a pop, and it, you know, it's straight and it hurt, but straight. Yeah. Uh, but then I was in the gym, and the same thing happened. I'm doing legs. Um, but now, touch wood, it's feeling alright, um, and I'm back to training legs again. Oh, good. That's sorry. Phew. But, yeah. Well, it's been a nightmare because, yeah, as I said, I've had about eight weeks off training legs. Yeah. Because it's just too painful. I need like an actual operation. I do need knee replacement, but I'm just trying to work out the best time to do that. Would you do that here or the UK? Probably UK. Yeah. Only, only because I'm just trying to work out. I might have to pay to do it because I don't think my insurance covered because it's a pre-existing condition. Uh, so if I'm going to pay out of pocket, I might as well pay someone like Boop in the UK out of pocket. Get it done there. Just because, you know, um, here in no National Farm, trying to recover, you know, there's it's always a lot going on. So if I recover in the UK, I can have a family wait on me and look after me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I might do it during the summer holidays. Sometimes. So, but if I do, it means I won't compete at all this year. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Any we'll idea? See. It's all down to how my legs are over the next month or so. If I can get the size up mm. without any more knee issues, I might just keep going. Yeah. But we'll see. Any idea how long it takes to recover? Uh, ages for me. Uh-huh. I'll say six months easy. Because oh, it's an easy joint, so hip replacement's really quick. Yeah, yeah. It's a really complicated, like you've got, you know, you put it in, it messes up where your muscles are sitting, so your quads are all slightly sitting in a different place, yeah. hamstrings affected. So it's just a lot going on. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, once you do recover, and you really vastly notice, but I don't know how many people really go crazy on their leg training with a knee replacement. That's the thing so, I might, yeah. yeah. I guess lots of physio. I don't know if there's any uh, professional bodybuilders without knee replacement. There's a lot of them without hip replacements, yeah. but not so you know, Well, but, if you find one, we can get them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. But that's a good thing yeah. with, I guess, hypertrophy training. You, you have all no. intensity techniques. You, you just use the light weights. Yeah, that thing, and, yeah. Uh, and, you know, you make know, it work. Blood flow restriction. Yeah, yeah. To isometric holding. Yeah, you know, there's ways to train. Just, yeah, because for the knee now, you're you're not really doing any crazy sort of strength training. No, no heavy. Even no. if it's low rep work, it could be lightweight. Well, that's the thing. It's like tempo work. So I say the way my session starts the set four is. Lower volume, heavier stuff in weeks one and two. Then actually, the volume increases yeah. without significantly increasing the load. So the mm. idea is to start with a rep range in weeks one and two, eight to ten. So when you reach ten, when you go ten to twelve for drop sets, you try to use that weight to carry over yeah. without pushing the weight up and just increasing volume and throwing some drop sets or rest pause sets into mix. Yeah, I think. That's what I'll do for my next. I'll do what Clear has done. I'll just hybrid 
JP, uh, uh, Scott, Dr. Scott, and uh, add a bit of Dante Trudel because when, when doing JP, you can, it's amazing. You, after doing Fortitude, you, seeing JP, you can really see the inspiration that yeah, you got so from you Dante just said, and when Scott. You know, oh, yeah. Well, JP is a mix of DC and Fortune. It's yeah, he, it's, you can really... it's, it's uh, you can just see how the three that they well their relationship they've been tight for a long time. But yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing how they've been able to integrate all their training styles and well, you know the industry nowadays people fight a lot, but they've just been able to do it together and it, it's it's really nice. So. Well, this is why I've never understood people fighting in the industry. Yeah. There's different ways to skin the cat. Mm -hmm. As the saying goes, no one ever should skin the cat. Yeah. But yeah, you can you can definitely achieve the goals in multiple ways, and yeah. we're, everyone's realising this. So there's no point being married to your system. Yeah. But also, the industry is a big place. You know, there's plenty of room for decent coaches. Everybody. You can all have different methodologies. Just you know, plenty of room for that. Yeah. But I never understood it. Never about mentality. My way is the only way. Yeah, because it's exactly. you can see how the 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 foundation is like Mike Mensa and Dorian Yates kind of low volume, yeah. and then they just studied and came up with with a, a nice low volume way of. But they're smart. Like they, yeah, you know, a lot of them yeah. have studied that, and you know, so it yeah. goes it goes beyond what you know bodybuilders think works. Yes, it's like yes. actually, you know, we can prove that that works, yeah. and. Well, it's, I'd like to get Dr. Mike Isretel on. Yeah, the yeah, same. Him. But um, we'll have to stop on posts on it, notes on his post. But because um, he's got a slightly different methodology. Yeah, yeah. he is different. Well, the thing is, this is what I was going to say. Everyone's principles still the same. Yeah. Progressive yeah. overload. Getting, yeah, yeah, eating enough protein, all these sort of things, eating calorie stuff to gain muscle. Yeah, these things don't change. Yeah. Mike Isertel is also trained if you can, it's close to uh, failure, but actually yeah, having a couple of reps in reserve will prevent you from growing. Yeah, the, he was on a, the, did he have a podcast with, with, with JP? JP? It was really interesting. It was like, yeah, he did that one. <laughs> he did it on... Um, it was on um, Revive. Stronger. Yeah, revive, yeah, it was, yeah, and it was, so, it was so good because not everyone can train like JP. No, it, that that mindset thing. is crazy. Yeah. And and again, if you don't have machines, yeah, then true, to push true. yourself to true failure is almost impossible with free weights. And you try to do that with free weights. Yeah, I tell people not to reach failure with free weights because the chance of injuring yourself is higher. Like I say, you know, with free weights, you've got to keep your form perfect to prevent injury. But with machines, you both last grinder reps. Yeah. You're never going to give yourself so, yeah, you're not going to really do yourself in. Unless you're lifting like the weight JP is. Yeah. But if you are, you know, starting. But, yeah, but that's, you know, most people just don't, can't take themselves there. And a lot of people can't take themselves there until they've been taken there. Yeah. yeah. And then when you train with someone who legit trains a failure, then, you know, it's, it's you know, you, you just don't know. Yeah, like like for me with uh, the first time I trained with Wallace after he'd done the Dorian Yates course and then the guy came. That's to be honest, that's when I I, I, I believe I, I did like a true failure set and understood like what like <laughs> crap this is 
it's just one set, but I'm pumped and it, it, it felt different. And then we were done in like an hour, a bit under an hour, because we did, we, I think we did two, we've done a leg session on the back. And that's when I was like, it, it caught my curiosity because I didn't understand how I'm used to doing four to six sets and calling it beast mode. And this guy is killing me with one set then. It, it just makes you start well, thinking different. It's yeah. not easy. This is why I love drop sets because it teaches you to reach failure, but with a load going down. So psychologically, you feel better about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like yeah, okay. when you're on the top and it's like you know, really heavy. You're like, oh yeah, don't drop it. It's really well, Smith machine. You're like, oh, you know, safety might be on, but psychologically, it's still hard to really do it. And then, but then by dropping it, you're like. Well, I just think the main thing, and like Mike Isratel talks about it a lot, is and and, and Coach Kasem, recoverability is so important. Oh my gosh, I you I find if I train to failure, I often can't recover in time for the next session. So Especially you know, and that's yeah. different for everyone. That's why. It's so important to know your body, what you can recover from, because if you can't, there is no point, and you mm -hmm. need to pull back either your volume or your intensity a bit. And and again, that's where I think even Scott, he's he's generally an RPE eight. Is like Israel's like RIR what two? Yeah, two, two so it's, you know, it's it is shy of failure for some things, and then then on their pump sets, you can go to failure or there's just like a few failure points and uh, I find for me that works really well because also mentally it all sometimes it just puts me off going to train because I'm like <laughs> if I have to like push myself to failure on everything it's so daunting you're like oh my gosh yeah that's... and I get that and I'm like that I'll find myself stuck in this so far because I know what's coming because <laughs> all my um you know RP is I do nines nine point five. Yeah. Um, occasional, like with clients even like I'll do an occasional ten on things like body weight movements. Mm, yeah. So yeah, yeah it's safe things. Don't do tens on sets of body weight. But um, but generally I find now you know I'm sitting there looking around because I'll sit on the sofa, I'll set the numbers for the session. I'm like this is what I want to get. Now I'm, <laughs> I'll sit there for ten more minutes. Go, 
And especially us guys with home gyms, you, you know your options are barbell, <laughs> dumbbell, yeah, maybe a cable, but still your legs, your your big lifts, your barbell, dumbbell. So yeah. you just have to psych yourself up and be like, oh crap. Although and I do love RDLs. <laughs> like, the more and more, like, I keep RDLs of legs, they, yeah, purely, you know, I just love RDLs. But it's a bit hard though, because doing push-pull legs, And uh, Andy's frozen. Oh, well, <laughs> internet's been quite good recently. Actually, yeah. that's a lie. It's been horrendous. Uh, I said that. Um, yeah, ever since the KPLC mast fell. It's been, yes, it's been bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, push-pull legs is difficult. I'm guessing that's where Andy is going. Because when we did push-pull legs on pull, we started with deadlifts. We did deadlifts on, on pull... Um, on pull day, oh, yes, and yes. and then legs was more of a quad focus. Quads and harmonies. Push pull legs is no yeah. joke. Um, Which um, I miss push pull legs to be honest. And um, well, well, while you were away, we were saying um, like we will go back to that. Oh, yeah, we'll he's, just, he's left we'll us. just wait for him. Mm, but yeah, I'm going to back, back to. I'll do because this will be my third rotation after my rest next week on. Fortitude. Then I'll go into. I might do push pull legs upper lower and then just do it rotational. But that's five days a week. No, not really. It's like more like push pull rest legs. Oh, I see. Rest, oh, right. Upper, okay. And then I it just rolls. <laughs> and then rather than count sort of weeks, it just. Yeah, keeps I don't know. He's doing over. six days a week. Yeah, that six days. Because uh, I I do like upper lower, and I can keep it low volume. Or just keep it muscle rounds, and then you push pull. Like, muscle round. I love muscle rounds. Somehow. They feel good. If you've <laughs> never done a muscle round, it is six sets of four reps. So you choose a weight that opposite. you can do twelve, or the opposite. Yeah. Hang on, get yeah, into that. Sorry. So you choose a weight where you can do usually about twelve reps with, and you can either time yourself ten seconds between sets, but who can time themselves ten seconds? So you do five deep breaths instead. Although Which sometimes I cheat. Yeah, so yeah. what I used to like to do was start <laughs> with a six by four and then the next week keep the weight the same and do a, yeah. then do a four times six. Then add weight, go back to I six like times that. four. Yeah. And uh, my favorite, favorite move to do that with is a cast glute bridge. Your butt will. For <laughs> <sighs> I me, mean, it was a split squat which I even had to take a break. It's so bad. But, you know, the amazing thing with the muscle rounds is it, it does increase your metabolic capacity. So mm -hmm. I found going now back into upper lower, I'm, I, I can, it, I'm can just, yeah. quote-unquote, no one can see, well, if you're listening, you can't see me, fitter, like, just, because that is the whole point of metabolic conditioning is to improve your work, you know, capacity, and uh, muscle rounds are a great way for doing that and again if you are training with minimal equipment yeah. it can be good but you choose you it can be hard for things like squats because there is a failure point um and so yeah with, with barbells you're not really failing so yeah it, it you can't fail but for some moves like uh if yeah if you do go to a gym it, you know you can really go ham yeah on if, them. You, if you have i guess hack squats yeah. smith machine 
We did we did it on leg extension. Leg extension yeah. and hamstring curl is pretty brutal as well. Because even like for the trap bar squat, because you know after it's just going up and down, we got the wedges, so it's oh, yeah, easy no, no, to no, just tell, tell them we got these amazing wedges. Oh, yeah, so they're, they're based on the prime fitness ones. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like squat wedges. Who made them? He's, he's called a tuner. He's a nice... If you want them, let us he, know. He made they the are. wedges and the, I call it a split squat rack. But split it's squat a, stand. It's a stand. I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I just like the word rack. But anyway, it's for the split squat. And he even made it in a way you can adjust it to your height. Which is great because yeah. I'm short. Yeah, so at the wedges, they're, they're like 20 degree wedges. So there's two. There's 20, 30, and I think smaller ones. Oh, and oh, he's and back. back. And, uh, Start with the 20. Yeah, and they just help in how you can target your quads. And it, it's, it's amazing. Well, they just give... Hi, Andy. There he is. <laughs> Welcome back. What yeah. happened? The Wi Fi was just turned itself off. Oh. I had to connect to the phone, but it didn't want me to connect to mobile data. Oh, no. so it like, my computer was like, no, no. that's it. Oh, shame. Uh, we were just um, talking, we got some wedges made based on the Prime Fitness ones. I don't know uh, if you They are nice. incredible. So they're great for they're putting amazing. you in a more optimal position to target your quads because you're generally more upright and your knees can go over your toes. So if you're someone who has really bad ankle yeah. mobility, and, they're great. And then they're 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 like thick, so you can your I feel foot, like you could drive your car. Up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you can choose where you put your foot, so you can what have it. Uh, the real oh. metal. The, yeah. the the guy who made us the split squat stand, he's a fundi. We got uh, contact from Zakaria. So I'll, I'll send you the pictures, but he he's, he's amazing because he yeah. knows. I always do heel elevate. Always yeah. got to heel elevate because it's not my ankle. I've got good ankle mobility, poor knee mobility. Yeah. Yeah, that they'll, they'll So be. even without weight, I can't squat all the way down. But um, but so having it slightly elevated gives me a bit more because it does cause a bit more. Yeah, it push that tip fib a bit further forward. Mm. It does help still. Well, yeah. you should try oh, these yeah, because they, they're like we've always done heels elevated on weight plates. These, yeah. it just feels so much better. And they're they're nice heavy tumor. So yeah, you don't feel like you're going to sleep. No chance they're going to yeah sleep or move. And yeah, if you move, if you're going to another gym and using them, they're they're, they're quite. Would, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't carry them. They're not. Uh, Guys will be like, are you bringing your own weights into the gym? Because they're quite heavy, but very, very good. Another thing yeah, that we got, amazing. which was amazing, was that, again, it's like the Prime Fitness, that bar mm. with all the holes in it so that you can then click your yeah, handles same guy. in. Is it the same guy? Same guy. So we'll give you his contact. Well, cause... The guy, cause I don't need one. I was going to get one from Jim because I forgot because of all the COVID thing. Yeah. Um, so great for back training. So you, I would, if you have seven k, 
yeah. much cheaper, yeah. Oh. I'll, I'll check my cheaper. It was, it was because I think it's about sixty pounds from the UK for one. Yeah. So that's what that's close. That's like nine thousand. I, I, I think he charged us maybe five. Yeah. Because it it is also. It's, it's real chuma, like if you were to... Yeah, <laughs> it's again, same. you're not it's carrying a, that thing around. It's a heavy chuma. And then we... Because there's two. There's the one with six holes and there's one with eight. So he made us the eight-hole one. So eight eight different options. Yeah, as well. More merrier. Yeah, and then... It's, honestly, and then he, it's great. If you do have a home gym or if you are serious about training, yeah. you could take this to the gym that you go to because it just... I would always carry the bar around with yes. me because yeah. I think it's that useful. So many gyms just don't have them. Yeah. So it's seated neutral rows. Like, most people don't know baby handles. It's uh, yeah, yeah, an yeah. trophy. Joe Bell always calls it baby handles. <laughs> but then you're not really getting the uh, lap movement so they're a bit pointless yeah, yeah exactly. you, want stuff. So, uh, you want yeah. to get like your own handles i would highly recommend that because those you can loop on a machine anyway mm. and that bar yeah, that's right. going to take your back training to the next level and then get your wedges that will trick tra take your legs to the next level and why well, i've been using chains with individual bows oh, no. so two handles on a chain Ah. So, but I can also get my hands right to my pockets. So we're, we're we're lucky the the cable machine came with a chain. So we you can also choose the distance when when you loop it onto the bar. So it it does yeah. help. Yeah. yeah, it just just yeah. You make it fit your body, which is so important. Like even if it takes you time to set up in the gym with these things, it's worth it to be in that optimal position for you. As gym equipment is, yeah, it's made for the average. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, like what I've been doing a lot recently is obviously unilateral, lateral down from the handle. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, a lap bar just doesn't really do it. No. Because you're pretty restricted to how far. What's this? Like your chest, like your chest, yeah? Yeah. Um, so I've been doing it all the handle because I get that range of motion. Gauge lap, uh, yeah, I guess the, the lap bar, I guess, is good for that. That would save time to shoot that bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I was saying the lap bar, I guess, is good for, you know, that upper back loading. And I guess in case you're doing some cable rows, you, you can incorporate. Mm -hmm. But yeah, when it comes to lat, I guess, as we've learned, it, it's not the prime, like, uh, lat movement. So... The handles coming in really, really makes a big difference. Yeah, huge. So um, Leon is is drinking his coffee here, and I've decided oh. to quit coffee, and it's just smelling really good. <laughs> I've got my chemical coffee. Uh, so I've, <laughs> I've got no caffeine. This is day seven. It's been so hard. Oh my god. Um, I don't think I've just not made caffeine sensitive. I didn't have any over the whole COVID period, like. In the UK, so I got COVID. Yeah, you know, did buy a single can of Monster for about two weeks. That's a lot for you. That's <laughs> yeah. That's enough time to be wind off any. Don't pre workout though. The thing is, I can do that, and I feel nothing. Like that's why I can. Yeah, as I said before, I probably have a pre workout in the evening, and go to bed. Right. I probably wouldn't have the best sleep quality as in like if you check my vitals. Yeah. But I can still go to sleep. Yeah. It's not very caffeine sensitive. 
Um, I don't actually find Cappy wakes me up mm. a great deal. Like some people say, I need it first thing in the morning to wake up. I'm like, well, I get out of bed, I'm awake. Yeah. Caffeine doesn't do anything to me mentally. I just, I like to taste the monster. I think. That's the only reason I drink it. It's not because of caffeine. Yeah. But like, I'm, on a lot of my pre workouts, I'm starting moving to more plant based products. Mm. I think they're just better yeah. for what you're trying to achieve in the gym. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but it's just quite hard to get in Kenya. Yeah. Plant based ones. Yeah. You sell out, or you, there's not many of them. So, um, so yeah, so like for me, Kathy, yeah, it could be because you know, it looks like different brain wiring. You know. Well, you people know, like, me- metabolize it differently. And well, that's the thing, yeah, it is. Essentially, you know, we all metabolize things like, yeah, you know, I was telling someone the other day, is I have, um, I'm a slow metabolizer of medication. Mm. Um, so things like if I go to anesthesia, I will sleep for days after. Like, because, like I remember having my last knee surgery. They were trying to get me out of the hospital because they needed a bed. This is in the UK, <laughs> like that. You know, state surgery. So like we usually come to like, can you go home? Like I'm still half asleep. They had to call the time to come get me, obviously. Um, but like, and literally went home. I'm about to sleep for two more days because um, I'm a super slow metabolizer, which means, generally speaking, I need a small amount of medicine to do the same job. Yeah. Because it's in my system slightly longer, mm-hmm. it doesn't burn through, so I don't need yeah. to. So a small bit of paracetamol for a headache yeah. will last me longer, like, yeah. if I have one for most of the day, rather than people taking them every four hours. So. I love coffee, um, but it was just making me so anxious. What about decaf? Yeah, so the sensible route would have been to go decaf, but I was like, now just cut it all out. And uh, again, you know, caffeine. So in conjunction with that, I've also got the glucometer to just because caffeine can really cause unstable blood sugar, big time, big time, and I, I. you know, you might have drunk coffee and then actually had the opposite effect where you you just want to go back to bed because yeah. what's happened yeah. is your blood sugar has it's it's spiked and then it's just crashed yeah. and now you're just like oh, oh, oh. and again, again it doesn't happen much with me like as in um, I I saw high blood glucose anyway although it's pretty much under control touch with the moment uh, generally I because I tracked it between meals after drinks. I've seen good patterns, and actually, it doesn't vastly change after caffeine for me. Mm. I know with a lot of people, 
it sends your blood sugar really high, and then it crashes back down. So you can get that initial buzz of caffeine, but like 10 minutes later, you are knackered. Yeah, yeah. So that's the like, you know, and that's one of the indicators, like we've talked about doing an episode of this, is um, if you eat and you feel really tired after, that will be because of a blood glucose. Uh, well, because of the insulin and the yeah. your blood should, you know, your blood glucose gone right up. What goes up has to come down. You know, so you know you are going to get me. So this is why, you know, you see it in if you ever go to a conference or something, we have lunch time, it's all you can eat buffet. Everyone's smashing, get to dessert, section smashing. Most people are smashing desserts. You watch them in that conference. Maybe we guys just sleep after ten minutes of a start. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's, it's so interesting, and that, that's why I got the glucometer. Well, for other reasons as well, because, I mean, also right now, just into everything hormones and stable blood, blood glucose. Not just for hormones, but it's so important. And um, Blood pressure, uh, because this is the thing people don't realise, when blood glucose goes unchecked, it does not affect your blood pressure, and again, and, and kidney function, and everything, you know, and in fact, you know, generally speaking, if you can keep your blood glucose in order, you'll generally live longer. It's, uh, and that's the same goes to blood pressure, because everything's kind of linked, but unchecked blood pressure is possibly the most dangerous thing to affect people, because you know, that's why so many people end up on dialysis and stuff when they're older. Yeah. It's not because their kidneys are packed in, it's because the blood pressure has forced the kidneys to pack in. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's like trying to force. Like, imagine your kidneys are like a fine mesh, and then you stick it to a high-powered fireman's hose, which is what happens when your blood pressure's up. It's yeah. going to get damaged, yeah. you know. And sadly, the kidney doesn't repair itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a filtration system. You know, it's, it's just what happens. You can't replace a filter, you know, sadly, unless yeah. you replace the whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's kind of a topic this year that. I've already been pushing is just manage your stress <laughs> you know the good, the good thing about your body is it's so interconnected that instead of trying to target every single symptom if you work on some pretty basic stuff that most people don't want to work on like stress and sleep that will help with a myriad of health problems your blood pressure your blood glucose all of that but um yeah but i think people really ignore stress or they're they just think that their level of stress is normal, and it is not. And you know, the problem. I think we normalise stress, and I think in the workplace, especially, oh yeah, work stressful. You know, it shouldn't be. As in, like you know, even if you've got a high power pressure job, like you know, be it sales, and you live on the commission, you've got to know what when to step back, like a little bit from the brink. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, yeah, I've been trying to manage stress a lot more this year as well. I mean, I was stuck in a traffic jam in this car before. Um, and it was a massive car crash, but it wasn't the car crash that caused the delays. You know what happens in Kenya? As soon as there's an accident, everyone's trying to drive around, off-road. Everyone just gets blocked. Patient. And they take hours to clear yeah. all the lobbies. There's lobbies doing it as well as cars and tattoos. But, like, I was like, I'm going to sit here. I'm not going to get stressed about this. It is what it is. If I have a beer all night, I've got drinks. There's food. I've done shopping a car from. There's food in the boot. I won't die, right? 
management into your life identify what stresses you so for Andy that's road rage and 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 like honestly work on that work on that because stress just causes you know inflammation it causes you know blood glucose spikes insulin resistance all this kind of thing and then imagine was it on your podcast for your mum you were talking about the effect of things like music Mm -hmm. and I don't now purposely I don't play rap music when I'm driving (laughs) training which is like you've said it's 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 just adding more on it's like more wood to the fire and you're like you know beast mode or whatever and you find yourself getting burnt out earlier getting more tired but since you don't know it's you know training on top of every other well, you always, stress you, you always have. think that training is good for you exactly. and it, it is to but to a point where psychologically like it is yeah, yeah. but the you added stress to the body, it's still all cortisol and yeah, it just you know, piled, if you try to achieve up. goals, it's just compounding. So again, it all boils down to that recoverability. What can you recover from? And that can change if you've got more stresses in your life. And it's... Well, I it's, talk, talk about this, I'm just going to go back to this because I just remembered, um, a guy called um, James Elliott, who's a, 
a counsellor, therapist guy. Mm. He ex parachute management does a lot of uh, you know, psychologists, but he talks about training is a therapy. Yeah. And you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, training is my therapy, you know, that training. Whereas it's not. What you're doing is, you're not dealing with a problem when you're training, you're just burying you're it. You're forgetting it. Another, another thing on top of it, you know, holding it down by adding a, a little bit more, we're adding physical stress to our maybe emotional stress. And what you're doing is you're just pushing, pushing it down. Yeah. You, you shouldn't use training as your therapy. Therapy is therapy because it helps you work through problems. Training will might make you feel better, but it won't actually deal with the problem ever. And you know, that's the reality. That's I think that's so important to to distinguish between those. And again, people don't don't want to confront that. They don't want to confront like the stress or to work on the stress or to work with a professional, a therapist, a counselor. It's you know, and like if you do those things, you're more likely to get to your body goals or whatever goals that you're going for. If you're managing all of that stuff as, yeah, training, dieting is a huge stress on your body. Um, you know, so, yeah, if you're going to work on anything this year, work on your stress, <laughs> work on your sleep. Oh, it helps. Good things. Major. Good things will happen. <laughs> yeah, major, major. Just... You know, sleep's important, stress management's important, and just by changing those two things, you know, actually just by stress management will probably help your sleep. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, and it affects your whole life. Yeah, also, that's what I say, like, stress is the biggest trigger for cancer. Mm-hmm. For cancer cells, high stress levels in the body, cortisol levels, is the highest potential trigger for a cancer cell. Yeah. So, you know, we're out here allowing, you know, people, you know, who've got really stressful jobs, allowing work to shorten their lives. Mm-hmm. For what? You know, you're chasing, chasing you know, dollar notes, dollar bills, but actually, you're not going to be living that long to enjoy it. To enjoy <laughs> it. It's, it's true, I've had that conversation with Taryn as well, and because stress will really affect women's hormones, well, men's as well, but women have got more going on there. So, you know, irregularities in your cycle can be, you know, a lot of that can be due to stress because when you're stressed, your body is like, okay, we're not going to ovulate because, you know, you're so stressed. This is not a good time to be having a baby. And if you don't ovulate, then there's all sorts of problems down the line. So, you know, stress, again... It, it, and it's the truth. Like you look at someone with anxiety, and the one with anxiety, their, their menstrual cycle got changes for two weeks to missing one to suddenly you know, four weeks. It's all over, you know. And it's just because it's all, you know, that anxiety is causing stress levels to just go peak, drop off, peak, drop off, and you know, the body doesn't actually know what's happening. So you've got to kind of deal with with problems. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, like for me, coffee was that. I love coffee, but I was just like, it is not worth worth feeling this way. And um, also, a lot of women don't metabolize it so well during their luteal phase, which I thought was interesting. Um, anyway, so you've got to identify yeah. in your life, and you've got to be ready and willing to make that change. Like, even if it's your job. Is it worth it? Is it worth feeling that stress? And of course, it's scary because you know 
that's your money, that's whatever it means to you, but in the end, if you're one of those people who's always complaining about your job and how stressful it is and how unhappy you are, and you don't do anything to change it, you know, that's on you. That is on you. Well, with everything, yeah, you've got choices. I think I did a post on this the other day. With anything in life, you have your choices. You either, yeah. you either ignore something, which doesn't help at all. You either accept it how it is and get on with it. Also, you're not going to change, but at least you're accepting it. Yeah. Or three, you actually make a positive change. Yeah. You know, ask kind of, you know, how it works in life, because you don't really... Yeah, and then you see it's all the time, people moaning about their job, about family, about whatever it may be, but we never make a positive change. We never look to see, oh yeah, I'm just going to, you know, change these things. Like, you know, I see it in couples, like people have been married for a while, you get them, you just see them arguing all the time, moaning, and yeah, we may be together again, but at no point do they think we should probably go for a bit of marriage counselling. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, I guess I guess dealing with the problem, well, it's like with training. It teaches you. It's hard work. You either put in the work, or you lose it. So it's 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 just. I guess people are scared of the unknown. Maybe it's like it's easier oh, to run away. People scared of change. It is. It's easier. Yeah, it's easier to quit. It's easier to run and than deal with, especially emotion. Yeah. But actually, last time it's not. Yeah. And I mean, I was not happy in my previous job of 10 years. And it was like, you know, I was making good money with it. But I was like, this is just not, it's not doing anything for me. So, yeah, I quit it. And, you know, when you're in your 30s quitting uh, a long job like that, of course it's scary. But you, you've got to make that decision. You've got to make that decision. Um, it's, it's really important. And, you know, as coaches you know, we, we know a lot about you and, and all of that. And just from hearing someone's background and the stresses in their life and all of that, you know, just getting those under control would honestly get you to your goal so much faster. And if someone comes with so much stress and has a fat loss goal, I would tell them no. Because, <laughs> you know, you ain't going to be able to commit mentally or physically to a fat loss phase, which is a huge stress. Yeah. So, and I, and also it's like Andy said, therapy is therapy. If you need to add therapy to make progress, just go yeah. We s- are not therapists. Yeah. <laughs> We've said that before. Yeah. Your coach is not a therapist. 100%. Uh, and sometimes you know, people blur the lines a little bit, but the reality is, therapy works. <laughs> mind is and willing to give it a go. If someone is really struggling mentally, stop paying me for coaching and put that money to therapy. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd love that because it's going to actually help them more long term. Yeah. And like, I'll help them reach you know, a fitness or physique or performance goal. But actually, you know, having coping mechanisms for life is a way bigger tool. Yeah, yeah. It- yeah. It, 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 it truly, it truly yeah. is. It truly is. Wow. Well, maybe we can just start our therapy podcast. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah. it's we we'll call it's, it's, tra- it's, it's, tra- The Viking. Co- yeah. 
your, your body, you know, the journey, it is a, such a holistic process, but you know, your mindset is, it is your most powerful tool. You've got to get that in the right place. You really do. Yeah, um, yeah I guess the longer you train, yeah. the longer you realize all these things are connected. So uh, it's, it's yeah. everything is connected. Yeah. Well, I think that is, that is our hour of power. And um, I think we will definitely be back to discuss more blood glucose because it is really interesting. And I mean, Andy, you've got really good experience with it. I'm going to go and be uh, checking out my glucometer, <laughs> breaking my finger today. You know what, Shane? You know we've got wearable blood glucose monitors. Yeah. We're really set up for type 1 diabetes. If you have a type 2 specific diabetes or you know, just general blood glucose monitor you could wear. Mm. They're the best because you don't have to do anything. You wear it and then you just look at the app on your phone and it tells you how your day uh, been. Day, yeah, yeah. you been. Then you go, right, well, maybe. And then you can experiment by changing food types. Yeah. So I'm going a bit more private fat meal. See what it does. See how it, yeah, something to see what it does. Yeah, but those must be really expensive. We'll go look for it and see how how much it. No, no. they are they are expensive. But when you think about, you know, you don't even need to wear it for like forever because I think once you've got it, you've got it. You know, you should, there's changeable pad things. Mm. But you know, once you know what works for you, you know, keeping yourself. Like I would say, for my own specific training, I tend to have a, my pre-training meal has a lot less fiber because you want those carbs to hit quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, what effect does that have in the body? And same with, like, taking uh, cluster dextrin, you know. And it's good to be able to see on, you know, what happens with blood glucose, how quickly it comes down. Because you might realise, actually, we're better off eating a bit earlier with fiber and having slow-release carbs as a reach training because... What I'm finding is my body's not responding so well to the cluster because mm. it shoots straight up and comes straight down. Mm. Actually, midway through the session, I'm feeling knackered. Interesting. But, you know, it's yeah. just because everyone's slightly different. So by yeah. being with one of those, you can actually map. Yeah, yeah. That's... Yeah, map for your that's yeah, because you don't want to be sort of like halfway through your set, be like, ooh. Let's go and test. Yeah, it's good data to have. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, if you... Maybe we'll get back. We'll check, because I know... Apple have one that specifically for... Yeah, because Fleur yeah, uses one, that, our yeah, friend we'll, we'll, uses we'll that. She's type 1, isn't she, Fleur? Yeah. Yeah, and she just has it... We'll just... Yeah, we'll ask her. On here, on her arm. Um, but no, it is so interesting, so I think we can definitely do a whole episode on that. Um, and yeah, we've got some exciting topics lined up for the Maybe rest of... Maybe we Fleur on, because we can talk about type 1 versus type 2... And because I, I know more about type 2 and yeah. you know, general pre diabetes type stuff, they'd be interested to hear like, about type 1 as well. Yeah, because yeah, she, yeah. she lives it. So yeah, she lives it, and she well, she's got other issues as well, which we could talk about too, her whole journey. And, yeah, mm. management. Yeah, that, I like it. Nice. All right. You know, the more you know about yourself, the more data you have, yeah. you know, the better. It really, it really is. Yeah. So, on that happy note, we hope you uh, enjoy this episode and have a great rest of your day.